When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And if you're one of our patrons, this is your extended ad-free version of this week's show. And thank you to our most recently joined patron, Mr. Underscore Shouty, which uh, is a nickname I used to give to Ian. <laughs> when we used to work together um, and uh, Mr Shouty is one of the people who is supporting us directly and getting access to our new sister show Extra Message our live stream which we have a very very full house listening uh, live today thank you to you all uh, and, and a bunch of other stuff and you can join them and support us every week by going to patreon.com forward slash UK tech Vodafone has become the second UK mobile operator to turn on its 5G network, offering faster speeds and the opportunity for new services, according to the BBC this week. The network is going live in seven cities, including Cardiff, London, Manchester, Glasgow, Liverpool, and a couple of others. I can't remember. What are the other two here? Birmingham. Yes. Bristol. Bristol. There we go. Thank you. That's that's the seven. Um, the BBC said that making a success of the 5G service could be crucial to Vodafone, which has seen financial losses and quite a lot of customer complaints in recent years. Vodafone, actually, interestingly, is also going to be the first UK provider to offer 5G roaming in Germany and Spain and Italy, which is good news, I suppose. If you're well, it is. Places. Yeah, it is. It is good news. It's. I mean, obviously, you could already roam for free on 4G there, but uh, it's great to have the ability to use 5G well yeah. supported. Now, we have talked about 5G at great length in the past, of course, and a lot of that conversation has focused on the cost rather than the performance. And we're going to recap something ever so slightly here before getting into the twist in the twist of the Vodafone 5G uh, launch. The total cost of a 5G Samsung Galaxy S10 along with a two-year contract, so this is included, inclusive of all the monthly costs and upfront fees and what have you, is £1,637. And that's for the Vodafone's cheapest uh, advertised tariff, which isn't a million miles from what EE is offering. However, mm-hmm. there is a big, big difference in what Vodafone is offering, as we found out today, speaking on Wednesday, which is that Vodafone's going to sell an unlimited 5G plan. Uh, that uh, will cost £30 SIM-free, which I think is game-changing. Right. When's that launching? I believe the 10th of July. Okay. Because it's not on the site at the moment, and I would have thought they'd want to shout about that. I believe it's on the 10th of July, bearing in mind that is SIM-free. So for that price, you would have to already have bought a 5G-compatible phone. Well, I mean, you say that. But you could perfectly reasonably put an unlimited SIM card in a 4G phone and use it on 4G. Well, this is this is this is kind of the crux of the Vodafone offer, as far as I understand it today, which is that it is essentially doing two different things that just happen to be compatible. One is it's switched on its 5G network, and and the second is that it's not charging anymore for 5G, which means that this unlimited plan is just unlimited and at least on the on the 
the top tier, which has no speed restrictions at all, that's unlimited whether you're on 2G, 3G, 4G or 5G. Um, and that's 30 that's thirty pounds a month. And then there are unlimited data plans at lower costs, but they have the speed capped. Um, but again, I, I believe that is regardless of 5G or 4G, I think it's just capping the the, the speed, you know, whichever network, whichever of the uh, the networks you're on. But, but but the fact is, unlimited data for 5G for £30 a month, uh, and presumably uh, that relative cost will be added into the available options on, um, you know, the, the, the tariffs that include a phone as well. And I think this could be, this could be absolutely massive. And this morning, I was working on a story that we ended up not publishing on Bloomberg, partly because I wrote the whole thing before, as in literally minutes before Vodafone announced the uh, the unlimited tariff. And I did some I did some sums in some maths or, 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 or just math to our American listeners. Um, some numbers. Here we are at a constant data rate of I took 200 megabits per second because that was at the high end of what Vodafone says the initial average expected speeds uh, would be. And I've also seen EE speeds go up to about 460 megabits per second in London based on Andy Andy uh, Andy Hoyle from CNET's tests in London. So I thought 200 megabits was a fair uh, little benchmark here. And at that speed, at a constantly sustained data rate, it is possible to download about 1.5 gigabytes of data per minute, which means that on Vodafone's entry-level 5G plan, um, you could use up the whole lot in about three and a half minutes. And I know you wanted a comparison as to what length of song that equates to, and I've picked out the song Slain from the uh, fine American death metal band Cannibal Corpse, which I know you're intimately familiar with, Ian. Oh, absolutely. If you listened to that song and pressed download on a massive file or something um, by the time that song finished you would have used up that five gigabyte allowance um, so some other some other comparisons here the toy story in hd from apple's itunes will use about 2.9 gigabytes of data and streaming an hour of hd video from netflix can use up to three gigabytes according to uh, netflix's own support pages so the fact that you can go for a, an unthrottled unlimited 5g plan for at least sim free 30 pounds a month yeah it, it makes those figures that could potentially devour your entire allowance in a, in, a, in a matter of minutes kind of null and void and, and i think it's going to be interesting to see what ee's response will be because i think at the moment ee's maximum goes up to 120 gigabytes which is still way 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 higher than the average in the uk i actually looked it up and in 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 western europe at least ericsson which makes obviously a lot of telecoms equipment, said that the average for last year per user per device per month was 6.7 gigabytes. And that's forecast to hit just under 10 gigabytes a month per person per device this year. So even offering 120 gigabytes is way above. But people want to use 5G, presumably, to download lots and lots and lots of stuff. Yes. So I think this is a, a fantastically compelling deal. £30 seems very cheap. I, I don't know how Vodafone plans to make that profitable. Well, I think it plans on making it profitable by getting a lot of people to leave other networks and come to its network. Uh, that would definitely be one thing. Plus, when you actually look at the amount of data that people are likely to use, it is very, very unlikely that people signing up to that plan are going to use so much data individually that it cripples the... I don't know how much they've spent on, on this network, but it, I mean, it must be just tens and hundreds of millions of pounds to yes. roll this out. I, I don't think those people are going to 
exhaust this network. Well, they must feel very confident about it. I mean, you wouldn't embark on something like this if you weren't sure you could make it uh, a viable business. But at the same time, I, I, I just... It baffles me, and I and I believe that it, it either something's very wrong with the way EE prices its tariffs, either i.e. they're way too expensive, which I suppose is sort of arguable anyway, uh, or Vodafone's taking a massive hit on this and isn't looking at it from a long-term perspective and might be considering uh, being purchased by another company and needs extra customers on the books to achieve the best price. Well, let's look at this historically because, I mean, firstly, I don't think I don't think EE these days is is particularly expensive. I think it's it's more you can pay more on EE than other networks, but the performance generally I find balances that out. And I get a hundred, just over a hundred gigabytes a month for like thirty five pounds or something. Um, but there is one other sort of historical thing that I think is worth pay, paying uh, paying attention to, because I looked up an old article that I'd written for Wired in twenty twelve when EE switched on its four G network, and I was whinging. Um, that its entry-level 4G plan offered just 500 megabytes of data and the maximum it offered was 8 gigabytes. These companies know exactly how much data their customers are using. They know how that usage evolves over time as next-generation networks come online. So I'm sure they've done all the sums, they've calculated all this, and it will be great. But there's one last number that I thought we could uh, take a little bit of amusement from, if you'd like, Ian. Uh, and that was that, um, would you like to take a stab? In fact, I'm going to ask the Discord this in real time. So everyone get your fingers ready. Do you know how much data was used at Glastonbury this year by people on EE? And oh, good question. Now, are we talking about just 4G and 5G? Or Everything. There won't have been anyone on 5G, Everything. will there? EE. Well, there will have been some, mm. but because they did have a 5G network there at the time. And they had journalists there. Yeah. So we're getting some good guesses here. We're getting 500 terabytes from John. We're getting 50 terabytes from Luke. James says 1.4 petabytes. Emrosal says uh, 120 terabytes. Um, Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you are the closest. The total number of gigabytes, in fact, it's not gigabytes, it's in terabytes. The total number of terabytes of data used by people on EE at Glastonbury this year over the five days was... 104 terabytes. Wow. Yep. That is impressive. And they obviously what what flew in extra capacity to deal with that, I'm assuming. It is a thousand times more data than at the same event in 2010. Ah. Wow. So in nine in nine years it's grown a thousandfold. Presumably lots and lots and lots of people live streaming their favorite bands on Facebook. That concludes the EE Vodafone 5G throwdown. If you have a view on this, do obviously let us know at uh, the the new email address that we have, hello at uktechshow.com. And uh, you can go and check out our new website. Ian, we're going to stay on the topic of 5G because that's the kind of week that it has been uh, this week. That is because BT confirmed that it is going to be launching its 5G service at some point in the autumn, according to Tech Radar. 
Coverage is expected in parts of 16 cities by the end of the year. Now, it's worth noting that BT owns EE and uses the same infrastructure. So coverage presumably will be the same as well. And this, again, is uh, some conjecture offered by TechRadar. Um, and these 16 cities that are listed include London, Birmingham, Manchester, Edinburgh, Cardiff, Belfast, Glasgow, Newcastle, Liverpool, Leeds, Hull, Sheffield, Nottingham, Leicester, Coventry and Bristol. 3 and 2 are also going to be offering 5G by the end of the year, which means that by Christmas we all have a full roster in Vodafone, EE3, O2 and BT Mobile. I am excited about this because the first thing, I mean, BT Mobile on 5G, if it follows the same pattern as the 4G plans, means you get really, really good speeds, but at a slightly more budget focused uh, set of price points. You, you know, you're not getting necessarily the absolute maximum speed that the network, the parent network supports, and you might not be getting things like zero rated data, and you might not get tethering. But you'll get a big allotment of fast data for a low price, which seems to be the you know the the way that they've skewed this. You've got EE, which is owned by BT but sells like the the more expensive, higher performance stuff, and then you have the, on the same network, at least the same infrastructure. You get BT at the lower end that has fewer bells and whistles, but still offers you know good speeds and a good price. If they do that with five G, I think that could be very very compelling. Well, that's probably the AE's answer to uh, the Vodafone problem, isn't it? It, it, That they will be, well, okay, we're a little bit more expensive, but there are some decent reasons to come on EE um, and, you know, good good network, blah, 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 blah. But if you want to spend a little bit less and compete with Vodafone, then perhaps BT Mobile will have an unlimited plan for a similar price. I wonder, but there's another one. Well, they've got to do something. They, They can't let Vodafone have a 5G tariff that's £30 a month and do nothing about it, can they? It's ridiculous. The other one in here, of course, is 3. Now, I know you're not the biggest fan of 3, and I haven't been the biggest fan of 3 since I left it quite some time ago. I went to Vodafone and then I left Vodafone for EE. Um, But I think EE could do something very interesting as it has a more attractive slice of spectrum compared to the other networks. You mean 3? I think you said EE. Did I? I meant 3, yes. And and 3 has said that it's... 5G network is going to be a hell of a lot faster than um, the current ones, which I think really was referring to EE, like double double the potential speed. And if it does, and it pairs it with what I think historically have at least been good prices and good uh, potential, then that could also be extremely competitive. And it could be a, a race between three and Vodafone. I suspect there might be some advantage to it because I don't know what it, 3's problem is, but it may just be sheer volume of of users on the network. In which case, 5G will be a dream come true on 3 because it will clean it right up. It will solve the biggest problem with that network, which is that it's very difficult to get online. Um, so, uh, yes, it could be that 5G is the magic bullet we needed. But right now, it certainly feels like, um, for whatever reason, uh, 3 is a, a very congested network. Um, and obviously, I can't say why because I don't know. But um, I, I, that needs to change. And it's obviously very easy for me to say, well, oh, oh, they should sort out their 4G first. I'm sure they will. But it's frustrating as a 4G customer that, it, um, you know, I don't seem able to use it in the way what I expect. Well, James in the chat room uh, right now says that 5G means the price of 4G will come down. And I believe that's true. And I also believe, as we saw with 4G and 3G, 
that the more people who move onto the 5G networks, the slightly more capacious the 4G ones may feel. And that, again, is a good thing and could potentially solve some of the problems that you're talking about on 3 on three, Ian. Um, another question we had in the chat room from Stephen asks, when is 6G coming? The answer is actually that um, there's already been the first summit this year for 6G. It was held in March, I think. Um, no one knows exactly what it's going to involve, and it's probably going to be at least a decade or more before we start having any kind of knowledge about how attractive it's going to be. But uh, that work has already begun. Uh, and the final question I wanted to address in the chat room is from Nick, who asks, what's the deal with the virtual networks? Things like Virgin Mobile. Presumably they have to wait for the parent network. I believe they do, but I think it's in their interest to um, to be able to offer it because ultimately it just means more business for the parent company. So I suspect that won't be too long down the line. And BT Mobile is sort of a halfway house between an MVNO and uh, and not because it's sort of EE's network, but it's rebranded, isn't it? Nick asking, don't the G's use the same bandwidth anyway? Yes, they do. And that's why it's confusing because it may be that 3 has really good bandwidth going into every one of its cell towers. Uh, but the problem isn't that bandwidth. It's the congestion on the cell towers themselves, which can only support a relatively small number of people at any one time. So if 3 is the most popular network in the area in which you spend most of your time, you may well struggle to get access to the network, um, even though there's actually plenty of data there. 5G, obviously, solves a huge part of that by offering far more um, individual access points for phones. It's What is it, Nate? Something like 100,000 or something, isn't it? What, for 5G? Yeah, per cell or something like that. I don't oh, know. Mate, there was a it's, number. It's a hell of a lot more than that, I think. It is. It is a lot more. And obviously, there's very good things like beam forming, which enable the cells to far more accurately track where your phone is, which enables them to use reuse frequencies, I presume, and stuff like that. So, um, it, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where just it being physically slow isn't the whole story. And I suspect in three's case, it might be a, a number of factors. But as a customer, I don't care. I just want to be able to go on the Internet. You know, the um, I think one of the reasons Vodafone is able to offer the kind of capacity that it says it can offer. I'm sure they did something funky with their backhaul, like they moved everything to full fiber and so and so actually they do have a hell of a lot more capacity than than they did than they did before and i think maybe some of the other networks are doing the same i'd need to be don't quote me on that cuz i'm going off the top of my head but i'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons why um some of these networks are going to be able to come out with these massively high like uh, not bandwidth but high capacity data package offers um but we'll we'll check in on that and uh, and come back to it uh, probably at a, at a later date when we know about all the networks. But in the meantime, this is a 5G heavy show so far. Just wrap all of your thoughts up and send them to hello at uktechshow.com. I do slightly fear Ian that we've been one track mind on this episode so far but yeah. there's just been so much happening this week 
in the mobile world that it, it's kind of been impossible to not talk about it, particularly given how relevant it is to basically everybody listening. So we're going to do another one. Uh, it's not about 5G, though, but it is to do with the fact that as of this week, customers who are sick of their network, for example, you and three, Ian, are, are now allowed to dump those providers by text message under new new rules from Ofcom. And we did talk about this being announced quite some months ago, but as of this week, it is now, uh, it's now something you can do. Um, if people want to switch mobile operators today and keep the existing number, they have to call the, you know, the service people. What do they call them now? Well, customer service people, help That's desk. That's the one yeah. I'm looking for. Customer service people. And you get a porting authorization code or a pack code. Um, but the new text to switch process means you can send a word, P-A-C, pack, to 65075. And the existing provider has to respond by text within a minute with a pack code that's that valid for 30 days that you can then immediately pass on to a new provider, which will arrange for the switch to be completed within 24 hours, one working day. Now, that is a that is a pretty good process. Is, is that uh, number standardized across all the operators? Yes. Okay, so but the process isn't then because uh, three makes you text your date of birth along with it. The fact is, you can do it by text. You don't have to call people. Oh no, and, and it's very good, and I will be doing it. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm glad this exists because it is a good way of doing something simply if you absolutely, definitely know that you want to do the thing that you're doing. However, I still encourage people, if they can, to call up and tell them you want to cancel, particularly particularly this year, with so much fierce competition going into getting the most subscribers on 5G, because it's only because I called up EE and said, I am going to move to Vodafone because they will give me 100 gigabytes for £25 a month. The EE said, how would you like 100 gigabytes for the same price that you're currently paying? And I said, yes, that would be very good. Thank you very much. Um, I did a similar thing to Virgin Media not too long ago when I was half seriously considering moving to sky um but they convinced me to stay and gave me a faster connection for the and, and sort of waive the uh, uh monthly price increase that they just announced for a year for me and that was good and i don't think you will get those if you just text uh, i mean maybe, no you won't maybe, you know you, they technically could do maybe but well i'm not sure if they can i i i mean i don't know the ins and outs of it i think the ruling uh, rules around this are um much uh more strict in that they have to just do it and get on with it and i don't think they're allowed to say stuff to you i think i think this is something that we need to pass out to the dear listeners um because number one your mileage may vary depending on the operator you're, mm. you're with. But I'm also very interested to know how this process works in other countries. I don't. I genuinely have no idea how you cancel a phone contract in the US or in mm. France or anywhere else that we have listeners. So it would be a good one to get some interesting, uh, some commentary or ex you know experiences. Uh, from that is hello at uktechshow.com do let us know we'd love to hear that it's a very nerdy thing to do isn't it tell us your experience of switching mobile providers but that's the kind of show we are um yeah. i have no desire to do this because i'm very happy with my contract but i know ian we've talked at length now that you're you're thinking of of, of moving so presumably you um you're going to be doing this 
Yeah, I mean, I've written the text a couple of times now, um, ready to send it. But obviously, I wanted to make a decision based on um, uh, whether or not I could find a good deal to move on to. And at the moment, I'm now... And now, after everything we've talked about in this particular show, I'm thinking... Hmm, maybe it's better to wait a few weeks and see what comes out, uh, you know, because uh, honestly, I think at the moment, E is the only network I'm really interested in moving to. But uh, who knows if if uh, if there's some price changes as a result of this Vodafone thing and all that, then maybe I should be hanging on. Well, um, in the, proving the value of, of doing a live show and having patrons listening live uh we steven has has done this for us he is on gifgaf and uh he sent the thing in he got a pack code it says it expires on this particular date uh he's and and then it does exactly what we just said we didn't think it would do it says the plan that he's currently on and how much data he gets how many minutes and texts uh, and when it's supposed to expire and how much credit he's got on his account and that he's going to lose those um, and other perks if he switches networks. So presumably, Giftgaff has, has has checked with Ofcom whether it's allowed to do that, and and is. I mean that that's all factual, right? That yeah. that is all just stuff that's true. So I I don't see a huge problem with that. Yeah, it's not saying. Um, Here's yeah, a deal. Re- yes, re- stay. yes. Reply with yes to take advantage of this deal. But I mean, again, even then, I don't, I don't know. I don't see a. I'd be interested to know actually as well, Stephen. When you um, when you te- text for the pack code, uh, does it then ask you to confirm that you want it before you uh, then actually get the pack? Because it's interesting to know whether or not um, there's a confirmation step, just purely from a safety point of view. He says he says not, and it's it's worth pointing out no. that for anyone who wants to try this. Um, Getting a pack code does not mean you have cancelled your contract. The only way for that contract to be cancelled and for your number to port over is if you give it to a new supplier. Because otherwise, you know, what what would be the point if you're given a pack code or someone someone texts it on your phone and you, you, you know, you, you, you don't use it and then your phone's disconnected 30 days later? Or, or if you say, actually, yes, thank you, GifGaf, I do have a good package. I think I'll stay. So... That's 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 the way it works. They usually tell you that when you call up. They say you have to use it in 30 days, otherwise it becomes null and void. Um, anyway, let us know. Hello at tech... No, hang on, what's the new one? Hello at uktechshow.com. Uh, what are your favourite memories of switching networks? We had a message that came in from Raphael in response to a previous listener question that I answered last week about VPNs. But Raphael wrote in to say that he wanted to give his two cents on the VPN that he use, uh, uses. He says, I use Proton VPN. I really like it. Has a lot of servers in lots of countries and is pretty cheap for what it offers at four bucks a month. And also possible to pay yearly uh, to save some more on that as well. He says uh, it offers some features that not all do. For example, if the VPN gets disconnected for some reason, it also stops your internet, so you're always secure. And my favourite feature for paranoid people is what they call the secure core, where they bounce your connection uh, an additional time so you're not connected directly from your device, but from their endpoint, uh, which is, a, which is, I agree, a good feature. Although I would say that on my recommendation last week of AirVPN, it also has a network lock. 
function that means um, when you start up the computer or if the connection drops, uh, it, it blocks all traffic as well. But uh, Proton VPN, good recommendation there from Raphael. Do let us know uh, if you have any alternatives. Well, text message keeps you informed of the British tech landscape, but let's check in with our friend Tom Merritt, Daily Tech News Show in the US, and hear what's been happening in the wider world of tech over the last week. It was a shorter week on DTNS due to the holiday celebrating the illegal separation of the colonies from the crown, but let's not dwell on the past. We did have an excellent discussion of a study that found that where you are looking is the most important thing to safety while driving. We discussed Samsung's belief that in five years, smartphones may not be all that important and decided whether we needed a service from Uber Eats that lets you order food ahead of time for dining in at a restaurant. All that and much more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, patrons. You are the the beauties that keep us smiling, keep us dreaming. Do check out our new website. I'm in the process of moving all the back episodes over to it, but it does have a nice look and feel. It's got all the links there for different ways to subscribe to the show. I do intend at some point to set up um, a standalone blog on there as well and encourage Ian and I and, and maybe some listeners and patrons to, um, to post their thoughts and feelings for the wider listenership the wider community let's say yeah um that's that's gonna be coming down the line uh, before too long but uh, it's been a busy month so give me a break yes and thank you to everyone listening to us on our free ad supported feed if you've got a minute to leave us a review on itunes that is the best way of supporting us without spending a penny he's not wrong ladies and gentlemen he is not wrong uh so from me nate langson and me ian morris i'm going to bed and <laughs> so am i but not with nate 